Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to a brand new episode of Kaiju Conversation. Uh, I'm your host, Elijah, and joining me, a good friend of mine, Ben Chaffins. How are you today, Ben? I'm doing good, Elijah. How are you? I'm doing quite well. It's really an honor to have you on uh, for this really awesome event we are uh, going to discuss today. Uh, so... Uh, before we really get into stuff, why don't you introduce yourself to anybody that doesn't know who you are? My name is Benjamin Chaffins. For those that do not know who I am, I am at the Big Bad Ben ninety on Twitter. Uh, as some people may know me as like the evil, scary gatekeeper for some reason, <laughs> but. Uh, yeah, I'm just a typical Godzilla Tokusatsu fan, just like everybody else. Maybe a little smarter than the average one, if I do say so myself. <laughs> I wouldn't go that far. I just I do a lot of research. <laughs> <laughs> so um, today, Ben, we are here to actually interview you about your book, Discovering Tokusatsu. Um. It's kind of funny because I'm interviewing you about a book of interviews. It's kind of <laughs> fourth wall breaking. <laughs> yeah. So um, I guess to get things started here, uh, what is a basic rundown of Discovering Tokusatsu? A basic rundown of Discovering Tokusatsu is basically my own personal journey with the fandom and how each of these interviews came to be. All right. Um, I hope it's been a good journey through the fandom. <laughs> <laughs> it's 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 been one of those uh, things, but I I've kept a lot of this stuff as professional as it can be when writing this book. That's awesome to hear. Um, so you brought up how this is also about uh interviews you've conducted what made you want to interview people about their work on these films and television series well it wasn't just to expand my own knowledge on the franchise itself but it was actually to do something for the kaiju community altogether there was stuff like this that hasn't been put out online as far as I can remember, and it felt like something that needed to be done. Yeah, and from what I've at least heard and looked, you've actually done a huge part um, interviewing some of these people. I know Toho, if I remember right, didn't Toho kind of get onto something you worked on? Uh, or at least helped with at one point, because you had done such a good job with the behind-the-scenes stuff of Shin Godzilla? Yes, I was a part of Matt Burkett's uh, channel for a special video where I helped Matt get hooked up with uh, Yoko Higuchi, who was the production assistant, worked on Shin Godzilla. And he needed some extra verification on the unused animatronic that they'd actually made for the film. And when he put the video out, 
uh, needless to say, one of the main honchos that was the uh, directors had found that video and not only jumped on the mat and Yoko's behind, but he also uh, got in touch with me and was like, hey, you need to stop what you're doing. You know, it's kind of funny to think about it, but I'm pretty sure any Godzilla fan would love people that worked with Toho to get on them about stuff like that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, you know, that's actually a cool story, really. Um, one that definitely not many people can uh, tell, really. Um, so, I guess... Since you've interviewed quite a few people, um, and it doesn't look like you're going to stop anytime soon, really, uh, what is your fondest or best memory from interviewing people? Oh, God, that's a great question. Uh, I guess the fact that these individuals have all basically allowed me to interview them, it was... Let's take a step back to 2016. So, Shin Godzilla releases on July 29th in Japan. And when it finally came here to America in, I believe it was October the 11th of that same year, I had actually stumbled across uh, Yoko on Twitter one day. He said that he was so proud to have been involved with the film. And personally, I consider Shin Godzilla as one of the better Godzilla films as of late. I know a lot of people may not agree with that, and that's okay. But uh, to know that somebody actually worked on a movie that they basically fell in love with was intriguing to me to actually reach out to him to see if I could, could conduct the interview with him. Needless to say, it happened. But cool, I actually get to interview somebody that worked on a Godzilla movie. This is actually really huge to me. So we had the interview, and it was a fantastic interview. I thank Yoko for that interview. And uh, I figured, okay, I scored my first interview. Let's see if I can at least attempt to get others involved. Needless to say, here comes Godzilla King of the Monsters in 2019. It occurred. I had stumbled upon uh, five different people that were involved with that movie. And, you know, it just it came into my head. Okay, let me see if I can interview these guys. Boom. It happened. Okay, that's a total of six interviews right there in about three years' time. If you had told me years ago, I was a child growing up watching this stuff, I would be conducting so many interviews over the years, I would have laughed at you, because I would have never thought this would happen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's really cool to think about, you know, uh, and everybody who has grown up has always thought about, like, uh, just the other day, uh, I was talking to somebody, and they said, when they were young, they wanted to be the guy who played Godzilla. And if I remember correctly, you interviewed TJ Storm, correct? Yes. So you got to talk to 
a guy who was Godzilla. And, you know, that's really cool. Um, you know, you may never get the chance to officially play Godzilla, but the fact that you talk to somebody who was Godzilla, who is Godzilla, is a really cool thing. And at least personally, I think that would be a memory that will stay with you for quite a long time. So that's really cool. And uh, from what little I've talked to Yoko, he's an amazing person. And I definitely can tell that you and him have built a great bond. And I can tell that both of you really like each other. So that's another awesome thing that I've been able to notice since I've kind of learned and started talking to you through the Twitter. Mm -hmm. um, so you brought up how enjoying interviews were. Um, but what was the biggest obstacle that you encountered during interviews? There really wasn't any obstacle. The only thing that I was concerned with after interviewing Yoko was, okay, once I publish this on uh, Godzilla movies and sci-fi, because I used to write for those websites, if Toho actually sees that and says, hey, you need to pull this down. It's got too much information that we did not want revealed. That was my biggest concern. I mean, very well, you know, that makes a lot of sense because Toho is known for that. And it actually happened, like you brought up um, with the video. Um, so, huh, that's that's honestly that's pretty good that through all the interviews you've conducted you've not really hit a very difficult obstacle um one thing i do know and i respect you highly for this um you actually can translate japanese text to english how is it translating it is a very difficult process. I have been studying Japanese since 2016. And even then, you know, I would not consider myself to be on a master level with translating stuff. It's a very, very difficult language to learn. As uh so many things in Japanese can mean like so many things in English, and it's frustrating because when one thing in Japanese can mean like three things in English, you're just like, ah, how do I know I got the correct translation? Uh, not go to college to learn Japanese. I picked it up on myself, so I am self-taught. And uh, it all started with uh, Japanese from Zero. Great book. Highly recommend. And uh, that book basically goes over the complete uh, Hiragana uh, characters. Hiragana is the elementary style of Japanese education then you have katakana and kanji 
Sanji is more related to the Chinese uh, characters, but uh, it's also most advanced uh, uh, style of uh, learning. So, I'm not going to lie. On a lot of things, when I've been translating, I have had to go to Google Translate to make sure that I was uh, translating it correctly. Uh, even then, there is uh, another translator called, if I remember correctly, it's Deep Ale Translator. It's another little uh, website that people can go to to kind of help translate stuff. But better thing is to actually reach out to somebody who actually knows the language and has a huge background in it. Say like uh, Norman England. He had been studying it for eight years before he went to Japan. And when I was talking with him about that in the interview, he said that he couldn't speak for everybody because some people it may take 14 years to get good at Japanese. From and I think you and I have had a few conversations, but uh, it is a really difficult language. And like you brought up, you know, one thing can be three different things. And you just, it's kind of crazy to think about a complicated language like J uh, Japanese. Um, so really, uh, I haven't seen how you do it entirely and like you brought up how you sometimes use the translate option but still like how you were you've been able to and correct me if I'm wrong here but you also ask your questions in Japanese correct yes so you have been able to do something a lot of Godzilla fans really really wish they could um, which is quite amazing that you can read and send messages and you do have a good concept of what you're saying. You don't need Google Translate all the time. That's really cool. Um, out of curiosity, uh, are you able to uh, hear Japanese and translate it or has that, is that like another level above just text well uh with my last job and my current job because they're both japanese-owned facilities uh it wasn't just for the main love of uh godzilla and tokusatsu to actually learn the language but i thought it would be great if i could actually strike up conversations with the japanese members at both of these facilities and I can actually have maybe like a five-minute conversation with them tops. If we have to go like 15 minutes or longer, that's when I'm like, eh, no, can't do it. <laughs> that's awesome. Uh, and that really, um, if I might compliment here, really shows your dedication to trying to put yourself out there for people. And that's really notable. Um I know we, uh, you made the joke earlier that the bots weren't working for this recording because they knew who you were, but really, um, it's quite uh, honorable how you have went about doing a lot of stuff. 
and you know i i could probably compliment you a lot on this stuff but we don't have all the time in the world to but that's really awesome uh that you did that stuff and you're still working on it uh even now well at the um, end of the, at the end of the day i'm not trying to make a name for myself in the community i'm strictly going out there and trying to get this information so that people can expand their knowledge so that they can refer to these interviews and say, Hey, this is what happened with this film. This is how much the budget was, et cetera, et cetera. It's not about me completely. I'm doing this for the fans because the fans need to know this stuff. Yes, definitely. Um, and actually, since you bring that up, uh during some of these interviews did you gain any uh more appreciation for some of the films that uh you talked about in your interviews oh absolutely uh with each of these interviews i've not only gained a lot more respect for the craftsmanship that goes into these films but from just the whole art style itself, I've come to appreciate it much more and have a much deeper respect for it because the Japanese will work themselves to the bone to get stuff done. That's just the way their culture is. Uh, like both Norman England and Yoko Higuchi have told me, they would sometimes pull double shifts, if not work at least three shifts together to get the work done. Wow. And uh, going to it, I, I was talking to somebody the other day, and a lot of people do kind of ignore that. Um, people like uh, Haruo Nakajima, uh, you could say that they put their lives on the line for entertainment, and that's really a remarkable thing. Um, one of the it's kind of funny but uh during the filming of varin uh the explosion uh went off those really close to a part that nakajima probably didn't want to get blown up and he didn't quit he still kept going and that's really cool and i hope that um of course you have and i hope other people who will be reading this book and your interviews do also see that the hard work and effort that these people do just to entertain you for two hours. Yeah. So, uh, since you've been talking about uh, Norman England and uh, Yoko and all that, um, out of everybody who is found in the book that you've interviewed, who would you say is the best to go out and get a drink with? <laughs> oh, it's <laughs> really Elijah. You're gonna ask me that. <laughs> uh, oh no, I would actually have to go visit each of these people individually and see what that's like for myself, and then be like, "Oh, hey, this guy was uh like this, and this guy was like that. This guy was laid back, et cetera, et cetera." decent answer <laughs> <laughs> so um 
I guess we'll go ahead and start asking a little more direct to the uh, books after this next question. But uh, have you been nervous when interviewing some of these uh, fine gentlemen? Not at all. I, that, the, there was one interview that I actually thought would never happen. And that was with the uh, Ultraman the Next and Ultraman Nexus special effects director, Yuichi Kikuchi. I actually thought that was an interview that would never happen. Well, actually, now I think about it, I actually thought that none of these interviews would have, have happened. Because, you know, it was a one in a million shot. You know, okay, I'm going to ask if I could possibly interview these guys. And... Worst that they can do is just tell me no. Which even then, if they tell you no, just be respectful and just say, "Hey, thanks for thinking about it," and just move on to the next person to see if you can get an interview with them. But yeah, the Yuichi uh, Kikuchi interview on Ultraman the Next and Ultraman Nexus was one of the main ones I thought would never happen. Yeah, I was fortunate enough that. Uh, the guy that actually filmed and helped make Nezra, uh, Nezra 1964, the new upcoming tokusatsu film coming out in December in Japan this year, the uh, giant rat movie. Uh, he was a very good acquaintance with that special effects director, and I was like, oh, wow. Uh, oh, hey, do you think you'd be interested in the interview? He said, let me ask him, and I will get back with you. Now, keep in mind, I actually sent Yuichi a friend request on Facebook, too, and also messaged him. Well, about a couple of hours go by. He accepts the friend request, and I was like, okay, that's phase one. Now, let's see if he comes through with phase two with a answer. So I'm kind of sitting there just biting my nails. I was like, come on, please say yes. Please say yes. <laughs> and then, sure enough, he said yes. And I was just, I, I about fell out of my chair because I was like, oh, man, I'm actually going to get to interview somebody that directed the special effects on my personal favorite Ultraman movie and personal favorite Ultraman series. And and I actually got to interview him. The details that he gave me were just so surreal. I cannot wait for all the Ultraman fans out there to read what we talked about in my book. Wait, either the way you're describing it's really cool. Um, that'll be an awesome interview. And correct me if I'm wrong, but that is an exclusive to the book. Right. Yes, that is an exclusive to the book. Now, I don't think I should bring this up because you are already aware of an offer I made with this interview. I want to kind of keep that under wraps. I know I, that the uh, listeners to this podcast may want to know more about that. And if so, I would urge those people to get in touch with me on my Twitter or my Facebook and private message me about it because it was something that you know, could have been in 
awesome uh what's the word i'm trying to think of here it would have been awesome to see this interview be attached to a certain something i'll just keep it at that since we are talking about the interviews in the book uh is there anybody who would like to interview again after this book comes out yes i would like to get back in touch with norman england to speak with him a little bit more about uh another personal favorite movie of mine that being uh gmk because there's uh a lot of stuff that i actually have translated from one of my japanese books about the film it's the uh gmk complete works book and just uh reading over it and translating it all together which that took about three months maybe four uh, make sure I was having the correct translations, but uh, there's a lot of stuff in that book that I would like to speak with him about and to get more input on it. That's really cool. And what, uh, which Jim K book was that? That was the Complete Works book. There's, uh, you have the complete works book that covers from 1954 through 1999, and then they kind of divide the rest. That's really cool. I think I've seen the cover to that one. I think you uh, brought it up in a discussion we were having once. Could be wrong, but um, so that sounds really cool. Uh, Norman definitely knows his stuff about the movies because he was on the sets of that one, correct? Yeah, he was on set for the entire Millennium series. So from 2000 to uh, Final Wars, he was he was there. Have you thought about doing that for each film independently, out of curiosity? Well, yeah. I mean, I would like to actually be able to reach out to each of the filmmakers you know whether it be the main director or the special effects director or the uh, art designer you know whoever I'd like to track these people down and see if i could interview them and try to get that information out there to the public definitely Man, you've got a lot of cool stuff in the future, I can already tell. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, since we're talking about Norman and uh, all of that, uh, what is it like interviewing people that worked and work with Tsuburaya, Toho, and Dai? Well, a, a lot of people... You know, when they think, okay, I get to interview somebody that was a part of these movies. At the end of the day, you have to remember, they're just like you and me. They are a human being at the end of the day. Yes, they have worked on these films. Yes, they know the ins and outs of every aspect that went into the production. And shouldn't get nervous about that. You should look at it and say, okay, this guy has... Or woman, you know, this person has a lot of end of, uh, information that I can get from them. But you also don't want to keep, you know, like, asking repetitive questions. You want to 
stick to a certain topic for a little bit and then move on to the next one. Keep them engaged. Keep them to have fun with you. Keep that conversation going. And yeah, going off of that, uh, I do feel like sometimes people do kind of forget that in the end it is just another person. Now, granted, they've had a few things that I think a lot of people are jealous about, but it's still really, you know, in the end, they are just like you and me. Uh, and they're just, they love talking about stuff they've done. Uh, and the knowledge they uh, hold is amazing. Uh, I know you have adored a lot of the info you've received from these interviews. Uh, so it's really cool to, you know, think about how somebody who probably doesn't get to share their personal enjoyments uh, with people and how you've been able to reach out to them and you treat them with respect and just as you would anybody else and they would be able to enjoy the conversation and not just be like, oh, well, I'm doing an interview. I have to stay completely on whatever they want. Uh, kind of adds a sense of personal taste, I guess, personal touch uh, to your interviews, which I do feel when I do, uh, read over quite a few of them, you do kind of have that personal touch uh, in a lot of your interviews. Um, so since I think I've probably milked all of the questions about interviews, I guess really the book, uh, what we're really here for, um, when you decided to do the book, um, what process did you have to go through to actually make it happen? Well, a lot of it was, uh, basically just copying and pasting from each of the individual interviews that I had saved to my USB drive. But at the end of the day, I had to stop to think, okay, this is a book. I have to cover information about this film. I have to include little ins and outs about how this interview came to be. And as I mentioned earlier, on that professional level, uh, it was somewhat difficult because I had so many things going through my mind for each chapter. So I would just continue to type them out. And if something just didn't feel right, I would go back and edit it or take it out or even tighten it up to where it's a much uh, faster read for these viewers that will purchase this book. And I had to stop to think, okay, how many chapters do I want this to be? Originally, I was just going to go for the 15. Then needless to say, well, here come this pandemic. And the pandemic has thrown the world into a loop. And, uh, okay, I got time off, 
I will spend this time to continue to work out the kinks in this book. And while I was working on the book, I had four more interviews come up. And I said, okay, I will include them as well. So now the book is officially 19 chapters. Each interview is its own chapter. Uh, in each chapter, you know, there's brief information about uh, Gamera, Godzilla, Ultraman, Azra, etc., etc. And then there's also, okay, how did this interview come to be? I've got that covered. I started writing the book in mid to late April while also doing these interviews. And then it just it dawned on me. I was like, oh, now I know what I need to do. So I would just go ahead and continue typing out what came to mind. The, the most difficult part was making sure that I didn't miss like film titles or TV shows or uh, movie companies that needed to be in italic that is what threw me f uh for a loop because i was like okay i now i have to go back and review and continue to review and edit and edit and edit it's uh writing a book is a difficult challenge at times then the key thing for anybody that wants to write a book you have to keep in mind, okay, I gotta have fun with this. So as I continued to work on it, I got to the point where I was like, okay, let's see in this chapter. Let's move on to the next. Got that one covered. Okay, I'm at the end of the road. Now what? Oh wait. Conclusion. Got to include the conclusion. Had to put in the introduction. Had to put in the uh, title of the book. Table of contents. What pages these are going to be found on. And then, uh, yeah, here we are. The PDF is completed and it's ready to submit to Amazon. You actually took one of the questions I was going to ask. I was going to ask if you had any tips, but I think you... Uh... Pretty well covered that. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's awesome uh, to hear. Um, now, whenever you were writing this book, um, I know you had some issues in the video with Matt. Did you have any copyright issues or were you able to stay away from all that? I was actually able to stay away from all that because... Yes, these are people that have worked on these films, but at the end of the day, it is my own personal material. So when I finished everything, I figured, okay, I have to get in touch with somebody who knows the ins and outs of book publishing. And thank God I was able to make good friends with John LeMay. John LeMay actually has helped me out a huge amount with this book. 
and he also made the cover art for the book. Once he sent me the cover art, I said, oh, man, that's beautiful. That's perfect. So now that I'm at the stage where everything is ready to submit to Amazon, I'm very eager and very humbled that I'm actually getting ready to publish my own first book. And once I see it available on Amazon for pre-order, that's when I'm going to feel like, okay, I've made it. <laughs> well, uh, I'll tell you again, whenever it does, I'm going to pre-order it because I, I can't wait to read that book. Um, so you brought up that this was your first book. Um, is there anything that isn't in the book that you really wish you could have included? Oh, for sure. Uh, uh, I wanted to include were the pictures that are attached to each article that are on uh, Godzilla movies and uh, Sci-Fi Japan. But the problem with that was, okay, if I'm going to use these pictures, I have to get in touch with these companies. I figured, no, I don't want copyright issues for using their pictures. So I'm going to leave that out. There's been a few books that have been taken down because of those images here and there. One book in particular I can remember that was pulled was uh, Ed Gachuchewski's The Illustrated Encyclopedia of Godzilla. That came out in 1994, and I believe like only a thousand copies were sold. Because when Toho had found out about it, and I may be wrong about this, but from my understanding, they told him, hey, stopping this and you're stopping it now. It's kind of funny how quickly Toho can jump on stuff like that. It's sad that you weren't able to include the images, but it sounds like overall you've been able to keep it true to what you always intended it to be, which is really awesome. What was the biggest surprise that you got from working on this book? I know you brought up how uh, John LeMay really helped you out and you were very, very uh, pleased and happy with all he had done. But uh, was there anything else that really helped you or surprised you? I guess what surprised me the most was just that, was the book cover that John LeMay had made. It's uh, very, uh, not just very professional, but it's very like uh mind grabbing like you could take a look at this cover and you can say oh god i have to have this yeah definitely uh i love that cover um i've noticed you've posted it quite a few times and you rightfully should it's a very it's very simplistic it's not over the top with anything and it does catch the eye. You know, the bold letters, discovering tokusatsu. Um, really awesome. Um, this is uh, off the uh, little 
thing I've got here, but what do you think you'll feel if, like, you went to G-Fest and you're looking in the dealer's room and you just see your name in big, white, bold letters and it's your book? What's uh, kind of going through your head in situations like that? I have actually been wanting to go to G-Fest for many years now. Never been. Now, if something like that were to happen, I would actually feel humbled because, you know, I could, like what I'm doing now with you, I could talk more about it. I can even go on to uh, autograph these copies of books for whoever may purchase them. And that to me would be very heartwarming. Which I was actually going to ask you if you planned any book signings in the future. <laughs> well, I'm positive that a uh, few people who are good close friends will reach out to me once they order the book. I'm, I'm positive they'll reach out to me and say, hey, what's it going to take for me to get your autograph on this book? Which, you know, I have no problem with... Uh, people that may want to get in touch with me personally to uh, you know, give me their email address and then their street address and then, you know, vice versa. And then if they want to send a copy of the book in the mail so that I could sign it for them and then send it back, you know, I'm all for it. Send it here. I might keep that in mind. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I think I'll have to charge like 500 bucks for you, Elijah. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> uh, so you brought up that the first interview we did was with uh, Yoko Higuchi in 2016, correct? Correct. So this book has been in the works now for four years, pretty much. Is it kind of surreal? that you've you know th this decent chunk of your life is now kind of had a huge payoff with this book um you know what's kind of going through your head right now about stuff like that are you kind of are you excited are you nervous like what's kind of going through your head right now i basically what's going through my head is okay now that I know that everything is done and ready to submit to Amazon, I'm just, I'm eager enough to go ahead and send it to them now, which I said myself, well, it's probably best to wait to see when would be a good time to do that. And then I finally decided, okay, July 29th will be the day that I submit the PDFs to Amazon for self-publishing. I'm definitely going to look into getting that as soon as I get it. And I I think I've told you multiple times, and I'll go on record here. I, as soon as it's on, uh, available for pre-order, I need that link because I'm going to try and be one of the first people to buy that book because I'm really, really excited to see all of the hard work you've put into it and all of the hard work John LeMay has done to help you uh, in this so, July 29th is when you're going to be submitting it. 
do you know when it'll be officially out, or is that kind of up in the air right now? Well, that's still up in the air, because as John LeMay was explaining to me, once you submit your PDS to Amazon, you'll spend anywhere from 24 hours to three days to maybe even a week, just depending on how busy Amazon is for them to review the PDFs. And then once they're done reviewing it, you know, again, you can hear from them within 24 hours. You can hear within three days. Say, okay, we'll run your book. And then uh, they will say, okay, Reorders will start this day. Once you get that notification from them, which when I do, that's when I'm going to make it viral. That way people can go out and start pre-ordering. That's awesome to hear. And speaking of pre-order, do you have an idea of what the price will be? Or is that also kind of up in the air right now? That's still kind of up in the air. Uh, if Amazon happens to ask me, you know, how much I would like to see the book charged it, which I'm sure how that works just yet, I'll find out when the day comes to submit it and go from there. But as my best estimate guess, if it was up to me, I would say anywhere from 20 to about $25 tops. But I think the main thing is once it is available, available for pre-order, is to see how much of it will go viral. See how many people are going to share it, how many people are going to then pre-order. I think that's the main uh, main thing right now. Yeah, definitely. Um, I really hope it does well. Um, as you know, I've only maybe known you for six months now, but I you definitely deserve to have a very well-received book and i really really hope that when the day comes uh it does really well and it gets great reviews because your uh interviews that are available are really good and you know i think people are excited to see what your exclusive will have uh to offer and from the way you explained it, it sounds like it's going to be really good. So it's always good. Well, to to give just a little spoiler on that, the first question that I asked him, his response was like three paragraph, uh, three paragraph. <laughs> I cannot talk today. Three paragraphs long. <laughs> That's really in depth. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. That's going to be really cool to read. Um, so I'm running out of questions now, uh, but I do have a few more. Do you? So obviously, like I brought up, you're probably not slowing down on doing interviews. Um, do you plan on doing a sequel to the book? That's something I have taken into consideration. Maybe if the book, if it needs to be updated, like if if I see a review from, say, somebody like August Regone, and if he points out something that may be wrong, 
could say, okay, I can go back and I can correct this. Then, if need be, I could add additional interviews and say, okay, here is the second edition. But the main goal right now is to, depending on how many interviews I get within these next few years, because I've got three of them lined up right now, uh, maybe have a completely new book. It could be something like Discovering Tokusatsu Phase 2, for example. Or, you know, okay, if I can score interviews with the people that I would like to interview with the Ultraman series, I could say, okay, let me make a book solely based for that. Or Godzilla. Or Gamera. Mm -hmm. Or... Something that needs to be covered is Super Sentai. There's so little information about that TV show that I would like to know about. Uh, personal favorites would be uh, Zoo Ranger and Gosei Sentai Die Ranger. I would like to at least interview the suit actors for them to get that information. Nothing is promised, so we'll see what happens as time progresses. Sounds like you've got a really good plan set up for the future. <laughs> I do, but the question is, is will it happen? Mm-hmm. And again, it's it's all up in the yeah. air. You know, you could always title it Discovering Tokusatsu 2 Electric Boogaloo. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, it looks like we're approaching the one-hour mark here, and it looks like I've got just uh, two more questions here. Um, So the first one is, uh, is there anyone who you would have liked to interview for this book, or were you able to get everyone that you really wanted for this book? Well, there... There was some people that I would have loved to have put into this book. One guy in particular I have been interviewing, and I'm waiting on him to get done on his end. He's been busy doing commentary for Arrow Film Video's upcoming Gamera, the complete collection Blu-ray set, and that's Steve Rifle. Steve Rifle actually has been letting me interview him. We started back in like, oh God, like January this year and still not done. But the only reason why it's not done is because he's been busy with that and so many other things. And I think, if I recall correctly, there was only like four more questions I had for the interview that I had sent to him. And... I've heard from him from Twitter, and he's like, yeah, I'll I'll get to it as soon as I can. And uh, just take it from there. Uh, What we talked about was his books, uh, you know, his collaboration with Ed Gotchuchewski on the Ishiro Honda biography. And then, of course, his own personal book would be uh, Japan's Favorite Monstar, the unauthorized biography of the Big G. Both very, very great books, and 
I highly urge people if they do not own a copy of them books to please go out and get them. And then uh, another one that I would have loved to include be August Ragone. He did agree for an interview, but same scenario. You know, he's got busy with many, many things. Uh, and then, of course, there was that guy, Chesky. Uh, <laughs> he, he, he agreed to an interview, and I was like, okay, I'll go ahead and get my questions ready, and I'll let you know when I send you the email. So I get my questions ready, and then uh, I sent two questions to kind of start it off with. That was also back in, like, late January, early February. I haven't heard from him. So I'm like, okay, what gifts? What did I do wrong? Uh, I already messed up. What what did I do wrong? <laughs> and he's also worked on the gamer set too, right? If I remember right. Yes, him and the uh, Steve Rifle both are doing the commentary for Gamer Three. Wow, that's gonna be such a good commentary. I love their work. <laughs> So yeah. I have just one final question, and then uh, I guess we'll wrap things up here. So now that this chapter in your life has kind of ran its course, pun intended, what do you have planned next? Um, I know you've got more interviews uh, planned, but do you are you thinking about doing other projects? Um, you know, branching out outside of the interviews only uh main focus is to start translating the recent ultraman nexus book i just got in the mail it's uh pretty much a production booklet explaining the ins and outs of creating the suit and then uh going over the character designs and the characters themselves then i also need to finish translating my uh, recent Godzilla book. That being the, I'm gonna I'm gonna say this in Japanese so people can be aware of what this is. Tsuburai IG Museum Tokubetsu Aizo. Right there means IG Tsuburai Museum Special Video. And then the title of the film is you uh, you may know chosen. Gojira Sukagawa ni Genru, which means Dream Challenge, Godzilla appears in Sukagawa. I need to finish translating that book. I've already got a good article on Sci-Fi Japan about it from what I have been able to translate so far, in case people want to go check it out. I have it linked in my website section on my Twitter profile. Uh... I left off on page... Let me see here. I was in the process of translating the interview with Yuji Sakai on this book, where he talks about how he came involved with the film and how he went about creating the suit, etc., etc. Left off on page... Left off on page 27. That's as far as I got. Well, the difficult thing was finding the time to do it. And then, so as I mentioned earlier, you know, this pandemic happened, and I said, okay, 
I'm just going to start working on this stuff and see what I can come up with. I think you've answered all the questions I had. Uh, is there anything you want to tell people listening? Uh, you know, something about the book maybe I didn't get to ask you about or something you want to cover? Well, for the people that are listening, my input would be that if you would like to reach out to somebody that may have worked on your own personal favorite movie, whether it be Godzilla King of the Monsters or whatever, just reach out to them. Worst that they can do is tell you no. That was something that I took in consideration when reaching out to all these people I had interviewed. And it did happen, but that other possibility of them not happening was still there. Because I have also reached out to a few individuals like Shinji Higuchi, Shusuke Kaneko, and have never heard from them. While that's disappointing, that possibility could happen later. Just don't give up hope. Reach out and get this information if you are able and put it out there for others to be aware of it. As far as the book, the book is 128 pages total, 19 chapters. Uh, give a complete rundown of the interviews. There's Yoko with Shin, Xavier Frazier, TJ Storm, Alan Maxson, Jason Lyles, Richard Dorton on Godzilla King of the Monsters 2019, Norman England on the Millennium Godzilla series, Shinpei Hayashia on Gamera 4 fan film. There's Peter Hayes Brothers. I spoke with him about his books. Uh, Nazra. 1964 with Hiroto Yokokawa, the actual director of the movie. Uh, Daisuke Sato on How From Beyond the Fog. Yuichi Kikuchi on Ultraman the Next, Ultraman Nexus. Minoru Kawasaki on Monster Seafood Wars. Yoshikaz Ishii on Attack of the Giant Teacher and the uh, various Ultraman stuff that he was involved with. It was also another great interview. And John LeMay, I talked with him about his books as well. And yeah, that's, that's all there is to it. Sounds like it's a packed book full of amazing information for really anyone. Uh, to definitely pick up and read. Um, well, um, Ben, uh, if you'd like to go ahead and tell everybody where they can find you again, just to make sure if they do want to, you know, uh, message you about an autograph or something, they can do so. To the listeners out there, you can find me on Twitter at the Big Bad Ben ninety. A profile picture of Ultraman Nexus with sunglasses. <laughs> I'm not hard to miss. Uh, you can find me on Instagram also at the Big Bad Ben 90. I have a picture of Shin Godzilla using his atomic breath. And then you can reach out to me on uh, Facebook at Benjamin Chaffins. 
It's yeah. the ghost of future me talking real quick. So, uh, I apologize for the audio quality in this interview. I didn't know that my microphone I'm using now did something weird like that. Uh, however, this will be fixed. I am going to invest in a headset, not using this microphone I have currently. Again, thank you to Ben, who so graciously allowed me to get first dibs to interview him. I greatly appreciate that personally, and, uh, this really helped me get back into the swing of things. Um, so, starting now, it'll be bi-weekly, and the next episode will be a debate I have with a friend of mine, and after that, uh, for filler until August, when the podcast starts back up, it will be the recording from Kaiju Quarantine 1, where I and a few other podcasters did a commentary for Reptilian. Can't wait for you guys to check those out. So, here's all the plugs. Again, please check out Ben on Twitter and on Facebook. Great guy. Really good once you get to know him. Don't forget to rate us on iTunes. That boosts our ratings and helps us get recommended to more people. If you don't uh, have an Apple device, which I don't blame you, I don't, uh, you can tweet us and follow us on Twitter at kaiju underscore converse, K-A-I-J-U underscore C-O-N-V-E-R-S. You can follow me at ET13Productions on Twitter. If you don't have either of those, uh, you can like us on Facebook and co contact us that way. Or if you don't have any social media, you can email us at kaijuconversation at gmail.com, all lowercase, all one word. If you leave us a review, we'll read it on air. Uh, for everyone to hear, constructive criticism is always a great thing. We also have merchandise on teespring.com, and soon we're going to have exclusive artwork. I'm actually going to work on that uh, after I record this. Uh, if you'd like to chat with us one-on-one -on -one and hear our opinions, uh, please join our Discord server. Really awesome community. Great people there. Almost daily voice chats. Very active. And you can even be on a podcast if you join. Don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel and hit that bell so you can be notified when we upload. Sometimes we have exclusives on there uh, of just, you know, clowning around. I also have a YouTube channel, 1813 Productions, and the podcast now has Instagram, and I have Instagram I uh, at ET13Productions for me, and Kaiju underscore Converse for the Instagram for the podcast. Thank you guys so much for listening, and remember... Life's too short to not talk big. <laughs>